AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Murder Beats. Murder on the Beats, and it's not nice. Hey, we got a dope interview with Murder Beats, renowned producer, legendary guy, Canadian, Caucasian, etc. Coming up, man. Uh, shout out to uh, our good folks, man. We got to shout out our sponsors, goddamn, before we get into this. Odd Socks. Listen, Odd Socks, they got you uh, everything you need socks related. They got it, man. Go to oddsocksofficial.com. Underwear, socks, all of that. Get the Odd Socks basics. Get some of their crazy licenses. They got Street Fighter. They got Naruto. They got fucking Rugrats, Nickelodeon, all of it. Go to oddsocksofficial.com. And when you check out, getting the most comfortable socks in the world, getting you a nice pair of drawers, getting you a nice pair of socks, use the promo code BOOTLEGKEV. That's right. BOOTLEGKEV. One word. Put it all together and you'll get 20% off at checkout. While you're doing that on the internet, Let's do a little gambling. Go to MyBookie, our, our new sponsor. Welcome them to the Bootleg Kev family. MyBookie.ag. Very important you go to MyBookie because they're giving away free money right now. When you go over to MyBookie, they got the double deposit bonus. You sign up for a new account. Use the promo code BOOTLEG. One word. BOOTLEG. One word. You're going to get double your money. Up to $1,000. That means you can gamble on the nightly NBA games. I mean, I'm all about NBA action, the all-star game. You could gamble on the motherfucking who's going to make the finals. Really, anything you want to bet on, you can bet on on my bookie. Whatever you're into. If you're into tennis, you're into fucking, you could bet on who's going to win the Super Bowl next year. Whatever the fuck you're into, you could throw down that money. It's free money at my bookie right now. That my bookie double deposit bonus up to thousand dollars. They will match your first deposit, but you got to use the promo code bootleg. Go to mybookie.ag ASAP. Let's get into this interview with Murder Beats, you bitch, you. All right, man. Look, we got a special guest in here. Bootleg Kev Show. Murder Beats. What's up, man? Welcome, man. Thank you for having me. Legendary producer. 
you know, I would say most producers have like eras, right? Mm-hmm. Like um, growing up, we had like, you know, there was like the heat makers and the dipset shit or Timberland. And it, you've had like a nice eight, nine year run now. Uh, I'd say about like five, six years. Like I've been making beats for 10 years. So. Well, cause like, like what the first Migo shit that you were a part like 20, of was 24. I mean, that was like eight years ago. That shit. Goddamn. Yeah. I mean, we're kind of in the murder <laughs> beats old, decade man. here. Kind of. Yeah, man. It's kind of crazy. Um, well, welcome, man. Uh, Thank you for having me. Yeah. I, I, I feel like it's long overdue. Um, Not for real. shout out to the, uh, the new record with Wale yes, sir. and blast. Yes, sir. Um, Kind of like a different type of vibe for you as far as like just what we're used to hearing, like a murder beats tag on. Yeah. Um, what was your inspiration? Obviously, you're out here in L.A., so I'm sure I mean, you hear Blast every fucking way. Right? Yeah, I do. I'm, I'm a fan of Blast. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I was actually six months ago, I was in Miami working with Rick Ross. We were at Circle House. You know what I'm saying? I love Circle House. Yeah. yeah. So I was cooking up some shit. Kind of the the beat. The record kind of sounds like a Miami tropical. Mm-hmm. It does kind of sound like a feel good record. So. Um, someone was like, yo, you want to meet Blast? I was like, yeah, bring him in the studio. He came in the studio and I met him. I like pulled up that beat. He banged it out quick. I was like, this shit fire. And then, um, Wale was in the other room. I went and grabbed Wale. He wrote his verse, did it quick. And then I was like, man, I'm taking this one. Wow. All in Miami. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. Like one day. Shout out to Circle House. For people who don't know, it's like a, a house in a neighborhood in Miami. Yeah. Shout out Circle House. That's like a renowned studio that you would never even know was there if you just. Never know. Normal ass, like. Normal, it's just like, a crib. It's like a really nice house yeah. with studios in it. Yeah, it's literally just like a normal crib in like a normal neighborhood, and you know. Yeah, hundred percent. How did you? Okay, so like you kind of obviously got introduced in the game, at least from my understanding, when I first started hearing you was through the Migos. Mm. What was your initial introduction with them? Being a kid from Canada, being that at that time the Migos were active out here, because I lived in Tampa when the Migos started to pop, and them dudes was they was really. Out here. They were really out here Doing mad shows Had their MCM bags on Fucking shootouts and shit All kinds of yeah, crazy shit Was popping off yeah, But how did How did those two worlds connect? Um, So I just connected with them On Twitter Like that I was hitting up everyone On Twitter Facebook YouTube I was just hitting people up So I just like Hit up one of their boys I was like yo Play play some of the, play some of my beats for them, and I'm gonna give you some beats to rap on. And at the time, this guy wasn't even rapping. He was like, "I'm actually engineering them, so send the pack." I sent the pack, and then from there, you know what I'm saying? That easy. Yeah, it's crazy because nowadays, way harder to do that. Think about like DMing someone. Like no yeah. one's gonna check your DM. It's crazy. That's where I t- like people always ask me for advice and stuff. I'm like, I don't even know what kind of advice to give somebody because what worked for me is gonna be hard to work for someone else. Back in the day, like, there wasn't a lot of people trying to be a producer. It wasn't cool to be in music. Mm -hmm. It was very, like, unrealistic. So everyone kind of, like, stayed away from it. So, like, but, like, with the internet and how the internet was working and stuff, I used that to my advantage. Because, like, I was just a kid from Canada. I'm from a town of 30,000 people. Like, What part of Canada are you from? Like, I'm from, like, Niagara region. So it's, like. So by Niagara Falls. Yeah, just outside of Niagara Falls. Why you're a Buffalo fan. You know what I'm saying? There we go. So, like, I was, like, I grew up on the border of Buffalo in a small town, 30,000 people. So we, I've been to Buffalo. It's a pretty fucking wild place. It, it is pretty wild. I'm not gonna lie. It is very like when I went there and like hung out with Conway and uh, and Westside Gun, and I was like, I get it now. I get why you guys nah, real shit rap though. about the shit you rap about because that shit looked like it's like the it's the poorest part of America. I was gonna Buffalo. say when I think of Cleveland in my head, and then I went to Buffalo. I've never been to Cleveland, but I was like, this is what I'm. When I think of Cleveland, I think of this, but it's Buffalo. So when I first started going to Chicago. I was like, and we were in the Wild 100s, the South Side, mm-hmm. all like the, these crazy places you'd be hearing about. I'm like, this shit looks just like Buffalo. 
Yeah, Buffalo's crazy. So I went back to Buffalo, like, damn, like, you know? But funny story about Conway and them, I was like, I used to go to Buffalo first trying to, like, go to America, get my, get my producer mm-hmm. shit off, you know what I'm saying? I used to go pull up on them, and I pulled up on Conway in the studio one day, and his boy tried to buy my drums on me for, like, 50 bucks, I remember. Just... Like, just like a like your f- file of drums. Like I was just playing beats. He's like, man, your drums are hard, man. Can I he's buy like, them? Yeah, he's like, can I buy them? I'm like, I'm like, shit, how, how much? He's like, fifty bucks. I'm like, no, not even like two fifty. He's like, one seventy five or some shit. I was like, nah. Was it Derringer? Nah, I think it was uh, DJ Shea. R.I.P. Oh, shout out to DJ Shea. Rest yeah. in peace, man. Yeah. Shea's a legend for sure. It was crazy. Yo, that's wild. Did you ever end up having any records with? Conway or so, Benny or any of those guys? Yeah, I did. I did a record on Kanye on on um, Conway's last album. Oh, you did? That's yeah, right. It was called Anzia. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah, yeah. So and that was just because, like, I'm like, man, we got to do some shit. We still got to do more shit. Like me, just and Benny, for, all these guys, just for the region. Got to do some shit. It's so crazy too because being on the Canada side of that um, border, it's a lot easier for you to go back and forth. I, I I got people who are like, you know, some of some of the homies who are part of BSF or. Or Griselda, they're like, man, we've lived in Buffalo our whole lives, so and we can't even go to fucking Canada. We've never even been into Canada. Yeah, that's probably because they, you know. They got felonies. Yeah. It's the same thing with me, though. It's like if I got a DUI, I wouldn't be able to come to America. Really? Yeah, if I had a misdemeanor, I wouldn't be able to come to America. Like, Did you go to, like, did you grow up going to Buffalo a lot to go to games? Oh, man, people people, people from Canada go to Buffalo to get fill up their tank of gas because gas is cheaper. Go to the store to get groceries because y'all got way more fucking brands and everything. Like... So like it's like when you're live on a border town, people go to Buffalo or America all the time. That's like here, like border towns, like people go to Mexico to get yeah. medicine, Tijuana or some shit. Well, they go to yeah, because medicine you you don't need a prescription to get like a Z pack. Out here, you need a prescription for everything. You That's just go crazy. over to Mexico and just get Viagra for like twenty dollars. You I know what I'm saying? That. That's crazy. Yeah, there's people where everyone's fucking teeth. All these rappers with their teeth, they're usually going to Mexico to get them things done. Yeah, I've been I've only been to Mexico one time. I went. uh I DJed a New Year's party in Cancun like last year during COVID. Did you enjoy it? It was it was pretty lit, but it was like during like the crazy peak of COVID. It was oh, like yeah. everyone was like, I don't know if we should go. I don't know if and, we like, should be doing like, this. It might be a bad look. You might get shamed. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But it was it was fun. Are you um? Do you go back home a lot? Uh, a little bit. I haven't been in like two years since COVID. Right about to say it's probably a. I mean. Cause is they pretty much shut the shit down over there. Yeah, right? it was shutting down, opening up, shutting down. The Raptors had to play in Tampa last year. That was crazy. Like, what the fuck is that going on? Cr- I wanted to go to some games. I never did, but that shit. Was I wish they would have did limited edition like Tampa Bay Raptor jerseys. But that'd, they be, were, that'd be hard. That would have been hard. Drop it as an NFT, you know? Yeah, that'd have been crazy. Shout out to the <laughs> Raptors. Um, so let's talk about uh, your tag because you have one of the more iconic tags in hip hop. Uh, and I always say, you know, I, I had a conversation with Hitboy, and Hitboy was saying for the longest time he didn't have a tag, and it kind of hurt him. Because, you know, we think of, like, Hitboy as, like, one of the more legendary producers of all time, but some of his biggest yeah, beats up, don't have his name on them. As a, mm-hmm. You know, so he started using a tag. Your tag is very iconic at this point. Um, how did you find your tag? What, like, like kind of break down the story of how you got your tag. So the, the Murder on the Beast was not nice tag. Um, me and Baca. Shout out to Baca. <clears throat> yeah, shout out to Baca. We were... Um, we were like recording in Toronto and then like he just said that on the track and I was like, I, I should kind of use that. And then one day Sunny Digital was in Toronto and I was like, yo, like, should I use this as a tag? And I played him the song. He's like, you should, you should try it out. And then and I kind of started using it and then Drake told me to put it on everything from there on. And then that's how it came about. And now it's like. But like my old mama murder tag, I got that shit. Like I, I like bought it off some guy on the internet for like 20 bucks. He like made it for me. And I wanted that because I was on mixtapes and shit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So. When you're listening to a mixtape, no label two, some some old kind of mm-hmm. mixtape, 
you would listen, you hear my tag, you'd see produced by Murden. That's what was driving like beat sales. People would hit me up on Twitter, whatever. Like, yo, it's like an advertising. You tool. know what I'm saying? That was how I was getting money. So I was trying to like promote myself and build my brand. You know? No, you've done a good job at that. Um, when you first started to kind of like, I always feel like with producers now, there's so many different avenues for you to be like support yourself as a producer because mm-hmm. we always think like the placement game is like such a a tough game if you're an up and coming producer like chasing placements going in the yeah, studio trying to get your beats in the right people's it's hard. hands it's, especially now too man because now it's like when I was coming up there was probably like <clears throat> 500 producers 1000 producers trying to do it on the internet now there's like 10 million it's wild 50 million literally like 50 million kids it's trying a lot. to do it so it's like if you're trying to chase a placement on an album and you get that album cut on a big artist, like how are you supposed to even build a brand off that? Right. You know, like I feel like the biggest way for a producer to build nowadays is to build, come up with an artist and build a sound. You know what I mean? Yeah, like find an artist that you fuck with, do the whole album. Then they blow up. And then, you know what I'm saying? That I feel like that's like the best way to build a brand. Yeah, because you build a sound. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I think the, uh, what's the one kid's name? Uh, Logic's producer, him like Logic's producer did like all of his shit, and like obviously that dude's got a Grammy and all that shit. But yeah, like, and then you and then you're like associated with an act, and like that shit goes a long way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean you kind of like in a way kind of did that with the Migos early yeah, on. Yeah. You know, no, you were kind of synonymous with like what they were doing. Because the thing is with them is like back then, like they were only fucking with like three, four producers, and I was one of them, or like three to five. They had like a few. You know what I mean? But like they were not fucking with anyone else's beats, and like no one could get a hold of them. So like. You know what I mean? Just being a part of that was like very exclusive and like everybody wanted my beats. What was it like being like around them in Atlanta in like the early years? Because it was like fun. I, it had to be crazy, right? Yeah, it was fun though. Because they're running ATL at the time. They're yeah. running the streets. Yeah, no, nah, they were doing shows, shutting clubs down, going crazy. We used to have fun at the crib. So it was fun. What, what was the first um, kind of hit that really popped in the club for you that you did for them? Was it Pipe It Up? Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith. That shit was crazy. I remember going on the road with them and like seeing it on like BET, like on the TV. That yeah. was like my, the first time I ever heard my tag on the TV. I was like, damn, this is crazy. That's got to be wild. I had like no money. Everyone back home thought I was like rich. Like yeah, I everyone, made millions of off course. that song. It was like, that shit was crazy, man. But Emma Smith, you know what I'm saying? That was like the first time I even seen people dab in a music video. Mm. That was like when the dab, that, they were like, oh. That was the touchdown. dab. Like, that was like the big shit. one. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And then Pipe It Up really blew up the dab. Yeah, pipe It Up was crazy. Like, crazy pipe it up was a, a moment that was my first hit though pipe it up was like a hit yeah. i remember like playing that shit in florida and radio like, going crazy oh like, my yeah. god pipe it up was one of them ones i got my first like twenty thousand dollar check off that song wow and i was like we were like we made it that's like, a nice yeah, chunk yeah. of change yeah you know what i'm saying um but we're, we're talking about producers like kind of monetizing their shit now you know there's uh people who still do beat leases and then there's like obviously like I feel like one of the more like slept on ways that people find beats, and I know this because we'll have artists come in, and they'll be like, "Yo, yo, here's the YouTube link." It's like these tight beats on YouTube. Hell yeah! Every a lot of upcoming artists and a lot of like made artists, they'll be doing that. Go and they'll type in their own name, type beat, make a bunch of songs. You know, that shit saying? happens a lot. A We've lot. had so many artists come in, and be like, "Yo, I want to do a freestyle over this," but it's uh, there's some beat on YouTube, and then it'll be like their own name type beat and i'll be like what the fuck do you even know this guy they're like nah nah we just fuck with the beat on youtube i'm like 
Yeah, that's how I started. I, did, I used to do type beats, every producer's type beat. On YouTube? Waka Flocka type beats, Slim Duncan type beats, all those type beats. And I used to like drive traction. Like when Cheeky was hot, I'd do Chief Keef type beat. I had a beat. I remember I had a beat. It was like 250,000 views and shit. Like that's a lot on a beat. Hell yeah. You know? So you were kind of like already kind of doing your thing a little bit in, yeah. the produ- in the producer space. Yeah, like I remember like there was like the internet producers and shit. Yeah. You know? Like we were doing our thing. And then I started like showing like, what I looked like and shit. And I was like, oh shit, like, who's this? White? Fu- Nobody ever would have thought you looked this way. You know, yeah. And then, yeah. like, I feel like that was more like a wow fact. Like, damn, what the fuck? He's from Canada. Like, everyone else kind of just had like their graphic up on their, on their Twitter and shit. I was like, man, I want to build my face card. I want people to know what I look like, you know? Who was, um, with all the people you've worked with, you've worked with everyone, Drake, Travis, we can go on, Nikki, et cetera. Um, as far as like in studio experience, whose creative process is like the most meticulous? Where you're just like, yo, this this is like different. Because I always hear like guys like Dr. Dre's creative process is insane. Like he's so particular about like the smallest shit. And I've been in sessions with artists that like care about shit that you wouldn't even like think of. Like who's that artist that you've been in with that just very over the top with just caring about the small details? Um, hmm, probably just like I don't know. I feel like a lot of artists do, but um, definitely like the Atlanta artists like. Quavo, the Migos, um, Thug, Future. I feel like guys that just freestyle everything they do, but then like they're also like so like aware of like how they're saying it, and, like their tone and like their vocals and shit. Like that's pretty crazy. You know what I'm saying? I have this thing that I always say about producers, like I mean uh, artists and shit. Like it's like if they get it or they don't get it, and like it's like I feel like how like party could like go and just freestyle a whole song and it's like incredible or like juice roll could like freestyle a whole beat mm-hmm. and it'd be like an incredible song ynw melly the same mm-hmm. it's like certain artists just got it like you know what i'm saying like like you could just pull up a beat for juice rp or like melly party and they or would just go they and just they could literally freestyle the whole beat and it's like a, a finished song that shit's crazy like that's incredible is it a different like uh when you're in with a producer that does that that does the punch in thing or does the the off the top thing as opposed to somebody who writes shit down? i don't even know who writes shit down anymore because it feels like most people just go in and they do they they do the melody or they they do they do the punch in thing where they punch in line by line like is there like a big difference for you like being in the studio with someone who actually writes 100 percent. so like it was like a gift and a curse with amigos because i was like so young i was like 19 20 years old working with these guys they're freestyling everything punching in and stuff and then when i started working with other people and people were writing i like didn't have patience in the studio for it because it's like it's a much more patience like driven process yeah like i could go i could go in with amigos they, they could pull up a beat have the song done in 20 minutes i was cooking up beats and like 30 minutes 20 minutes so it was like our workflow was so quick but it, our chemistry was crazy you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so it's like then going in with someone who has to sit there and write some people write for an hour some people aren't as quick with it you know what i'm saying it's not a bad thing everyone's right. creative it's just a different process different. i'd just be like man I'm what the to, fuck are we doing let's move on to the here. next record yeah you know yeah. <laughs> like i'm gonna go to dave's hot chicken and come back let me know when you're ready <laughs> shout out dave's hot chicken hey what up we gotta stop the podcast real quick shout out to my bookie man listen if you know anything about me you know i like to gamble on sports and I've been using MyBookie for so long. Go to MyBookie.ag. Check it out. They're doing the MyBookie double deposit bonus. This is how this works. You sign up. You make a deposit. You use the promo code BOOTLEG. And you're going to get double your money. They're going to match your deposit up to $1,000. There's so much action right now, too. The NBA season is going crazy. Maybe you could do a future, right? Who do you think is going to win the MVP? I don't know. Is it going to be Giannis? Is it going to be Devin Booker? Is it going to be Jokic? Certainly ain't going to be motherfucking Russell Westbrook. 
Crazy odds. That ain't going to happen. That's just burning money. With that being said, there's so many different ways you can bet. You could bet on your daily games. You could do the parlay. I like doing money line parlays. I like to just do three or four heavy favorites on that NBA schedule, throw them all on one ticket, and, and just try to hit. You know what I'm saying? Whatever you're into, my bookie, you could bet on it. Anything. Go to mybookie.ag. They got the double deposit bonus right now. This is important. Sign up for an account, make a deposit, and they will match your deposit. Double your money up to $1,000. Right now, that's free money. So what are you doing? Use the promo code BOOTLEG when you sign up and you can double your money. Get in on some of this NBA action, man. It's NBA season, all-star games this weekend. So much. To, I mean, you could bet on the three-point contest, the motherfucking dunk contest, whatever the fuck is going on. Who's going to be the MVP of the all-star game? I don't know, but you could bet on it. You could bet on anything. So make sure one more time, that's my bookie. Double your first deposit up to $1,000 using that promo code bootleg. Place your bets. What are we doing? Bet on anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie, motherfucker. Let's go. Um, a, lot of, a, a lot of people get to your position, right? Like, obviously, you came up making beats. But then there's, I, I, I know a lot of producers who end up getting to a certain point Um where they start kind of surrounding themselves with other producers to kind of just help with the creative process, whether it's loops, whether it's, mm -hmm. you know, whatever it is, a lot more co-production starts to happen. Mm -hmm. Is that a space you're in or are you still very much hands-on with everything you're, you're doing? Um, I definitely started like doing a lot of collaborating probably like 2016. You know what I'm saying? I feel like music is a collaborative sport. You know what I mean? So it's just like when you have a band and when you're, we're making the songs, you play guitar, I play drums, you play bass, he sings. Then like sometimes the drummer would help write the lyrics. It's like it's a collaborative effort, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like collaborating in music is very important because we all just trying to make the best shit, you know what I'm saying? It don't matter if I make it by myself, and then you know what I'm saying? If, I, if, if you product, collaborate, and I make results it by myself, matter, yeah. it's like, and you make the better work, you're the smarter guy. We gotta work smart, not hard, you know what I'm saying? But um, yeah, man, I don't know. Still though, it's like I definitely surround myself sometimes with a lot of producers, but I still just like I like workflow, just like. Being by myself, pulling shit up, maybe like talking to people on FaceTime, this, that. Like, I like to get in with people, you know, but then I just get distracted, I feel like. What are your, well, like your creative process with beats? Is it Fruity Loops? Is it Pro Tools? Is it Logic? What do you, what do you yeah, use? Yeah, FL11, Fruity Loops 11. So you'll still be just cooking up on the laptop and your headphones? Cooking up, speakers on the kitchen table, cooking up, like, just having fun with it, you know? That's amazing, man. Just trying to like, Stay inspired and stuff, you know what I'm saying? Because I feel like where I'm at in my career, it's not all about just, like, making 30 beats a day like I used to. You know, I got a lot more, like, DJing, branding stuff, trying to drop my own singles. It's, like, mm -hmm. a lot more to it than just, like, making beats every day, you know? You and uh, Shorty Shorty did a, a very slept-on collab project. Shout yeah. out to Shorty Shorty. Shout out Shorty. Um, my boy. What, what, like, you know, when it comes to someone like Shorty Shorty, who obviously, um, to me, is, like, one of the more slept-on guys in the game, I feel like uh, maybe it's because he's from Baltimore. I don't know what it is, but he got bangers. Um, but what what inspires you to want to do like a project with someone like him? Um, just because like I feel like he was slept on and he's so talented. You know what I'm saying? I've been a fan of him for years. So I just like finally hit him up. Saw he was in L.A. We locked in. I think the first studio session we made Good Evening. Mm -hmm. I just thought that was such like a cool different record where I was like, man, let's shoot this video in Malibu in two days. And I'm like, let's just bang out the album. We banged out the album in like probably like two weeks. That's so crazy. Is there anybody else you would want to do a collab project with at this point? Um, definitely some people. Like some, maybe yeah. someone who's kind of in that same space where you feel like they might be a little slept on. Like yeah, no, you might be able to shine some light on what they're doing if you collab. Hundred um, percent. Probably like no cap. I think no, no cap. Super hard. fire. 
I think he just got a plaque too for vaccine. <clears throat> shout yeah, out to him. Yeah, shout out no cat. I think he's super talented. Got the craziest bars. No, he's crazy, and I hear crazy. he freestyles everything too. Too. Yeah. yeah. It's just crazy though, because I like listen to his music, and then like every time I listen to his shit, I'm I'm like listening, dissecting a new bar. Like, damn, that shit is crazy the way he flipped that. You know? No, he's crazy for sure. Um, you obviously working with Nikki has got to be. I mean, she's one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, she's super talented. Um, shout out Nikki. Yeah, shout out to Nikki. How weird was it being like, uh, you know, with all the six nine shit happening? Obviously. You're, you're you're a white kid from fucking the Niagara region, so like whether or not the dude's a snitch or not probably doesn't matter to you. But did did that kind of like because uh, I feel like that was his biggest record? At least that to me yeah, was Fifi, the only. Fifi's one of my biggest records. Well, That's Fifi, supposed to be diamond. Well, Fifi's like the only record I feel like he ever dropped that like was like I real had real crossover like. Potent- I was like, yo, this shit is like undeniable at that point. But like, what yeah, was that? I think it was just perfect timing. Honestly. Great timing Great on time. on his behalf. I was coming off nice for what. He was super hot. Nikki, obviously, you know what I'm saying? That's just a knockout. What was like the story behind how that came together? Was the did Nikki have a lot to do with it or was it a six nine thing first? Like Um, I pulled up on him. We made the record in New York and then we were like just like brainstorming who we should get on it. He really wanted to get Nikki on it. He got Nikki on and then yeah. It was over. Because was this prior or after you did no frauds? I did no frauds like 2017, 20, 2017. This was like we did the Fifi record probably like 2018. 2018. Yeah. No Frauds was a banger too. No Frauds was so hard. That was a banger too. That was a that, m- I remember like Drake called me. He was like, yo, he sent me the record. And I was like, damn, this shit must be crazy. I got one with Nikki, Drake, and, and Wayne. Wayne. I was like, what? And it was like a statement record for yeah, Nikki. Yeah, I was like, yeah, it was like a little Because that was when she was going through the Remy Ma shit. Yeah, I was like, I remember I remember playing that in like, in like my parents. I was like upstairs. I was like, damn, this shit crazy. That's fucking wild. Now that you're doing like live gigs, right? Like, um, it's a whole different game. It is a whole different game. People don't realize that shit. I like, love DJing now, man. Like, were you ever DJing in no, the past? No. So I wasn't DJing and like people were telling me to start DJing because people want to start seeing me. So we were getting booking offers and shit. I was like, man, I don't really want to DJ. Right. And then we finally, we took one like five years ago. It was like a New Year's gig in um Hawaii. I was like teaching myself how to DJ in like the fucking hotel room before mm-hmm. sound check and oh, shit. Oh wow! I was like learning in sound check. I like brought someone with me, and like yeah, like from then even like I didn't really fuck with DJing, but then like when I started going on tours and shit, like I started to have a good time. And then like Coachella, like I brought out like DMX and Ferg, Rich the Kid, Ty, and like that shit was just like so incredible. I just started like to like the feeling, you know what I'm saying? And like controlling the energy and like you know what i'm saying you could play certain records get the crowd going you know? and you're like you could play just a lot of your own shit like that's yeah. that's like spe- like when i when i when i play in like so like my birthday's friday mm-hmm. um i'm performing at hakasan on my birthday so oh it's about to be lit. super dope Vegas. i was like might as well yeah. might as well dj yeah and party not? on my birthday you know what i'm saying because i'm gonna party either way yeah. so it's like when i'm djing in vegas i play for like two hours you know what i'm saying it's a long time so i'll play some of my records and stuff but i just really want to just like play what i think everyone's gonna go crazy too you know like i'm just trying to curate like a crazy party for sure yeah Yeah. like you want to play your own shit but like you also want to make sure you you don't want to be the guy that only plays your discography like you know what i'm saying like i just like you want everyone yeah yeah, yeah. you want everyone to have for you you know i love the party man like i love to turn up and have fun so like i just feel like when i'm djing i'm like I'm on the ox court you know what i'm saying we all you gotta rewind a little bit when you did coachella i didn't know you brought dmx out crazy well, how'd that happen? Crazy. That's a wild um, generational difference there. We were trying to figure out who to bring out. And I think it was my manager's idea. He was like, man, we should bring out DMX. 
I heard he's like in the bay. So we ended up like booking him a sprinter from like the bay to Coachella. Oh wow. And like he made it like just on time. Like just, like he made it like just on time. Like we didn't even know if he was gonna make it. Though like that whole time at Coachella, like I didn't know if Rich the Kid I didn't know if certain people were even gonna pull out. I kept looking back, like are they? Is DMX like, here? Know. Yeah, but uh he came out on stage, you know what I'm saying? He did his thing too. That was crazy. And that was like I feel like that was like the first like big performance back that he had because I know after that he did some rolling louds right, right. and you know what I'm saying but that was like that was a big one man RPX man it's you crazy you mentioned your birthday because uh, I used to work with a weed company in Arizona called Vaping and they sponsored your birthday party oh. yeah so my guy Ty owns a company hey. Yeah, 2018. So I was there, and you, uh, are you were you in Arizona? No, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm from Arizona, but they threw a crazy party in Arizona. Oh, the house party Ooh, with Dre Sinatra was DJing was at. Lit. P- Pilo was there. That shit was lit. I, was, I canceled my <laughs> YG was three hours late to our interview out here in LA, so I was either going to stay in LA and interview YG and miss my flight to go DJ that fucking party. And I ended up doing the YG interview. Yeah, and so then Dre Sinatra covered for me and DJ yeah, that shit. We out there. I was on tour with uh, G Easy, Ty, the YBN, uh, Uzi, Uzi. Yeah, man, that shit Pilo. was so P- Pilo. They, they sponsored Pilo. Pilo's bus. Yeah, yeah, that shit was mad fun, man. They took us to the 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 the, uh, the weed warehouse and mm-hmm. shit. Saw like so much fucking weed. Like, no, but they sponsored your birthday out here. I think, yeah, and by did. that time I was working with them and like a yeah, that was a lit party. Too. There was a wild uh, that that was when I first met the Nelk boys. They had just moved from Canada to here. Uh, Melly was there. Yeah, Kodak, Kodak was there. We were lit. That was that was actually crazy that Melly and Kodak were both there at the same time. Yeah, that shit was man. That was out. right before. I want to say that was right before Melly got locked up. Because we were the last interview he did, and I think we interviewed him like the day or two before that. And then I I feel like he got locked up like a week after that or something. Yeah, no, he definitely, yeah. He wanted to come turn up real quick, you know? Yeah, yeah. That was a pretty epic, uh, yeah, you know how to party for sure. Free my my boy Melly, man. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what's going on with that. I just know every every two weeks there's like an update, and some of them sometimes they're contradicting. And I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen. You you and you and Melly like talk about that relationship. Like he's obviously a very uh, I wouldn't say misunderstood, but very man. He's a talented. He's like an enigma. Super talented artist, man. Like I just like started listening to his music. I'm like, man, this kid's fire. Um, ended up finding some time when he was in L. A. Pulled up on him. We did like five records, I'd say four or five records. Um. And like he was kind of like the same thing, like freestyling, everything going crazy. I was like, man, this kid's talented as shit, like super talented. You know what I mean? And then he ended up getting locked up and shit. So uh, I released one record. I had the banana split record. I mm-hmm. had that. I put Dirk on it, dropped that like during COVID. And then he dropped a couple records. And I think there's like one or two more records we got in the vault that are that are probably coming out soon. So stay tuned. Do you still um like tap in with up and coming producers for like loops or shit like that? Like 100%. if someone has like a fire loop pack, like will you still like tap in with hundred percent, man? Hundred man, my email is fucking crazy. I feel I swear these kids are selling my email. Swear they're selling my email or something because there's always just some upcoming kids producers sending me shit, and I always just fuck with them. Like I'm like, man, might as well. You know what I'm saying? Like just like when I was a young kid. Like boy wonder, you know what I'm saying? I hit one up and then one is like, yeah, pull up on me. I go pull up to his crib, cook up. It's like the same thing, you know what I'm saying? The youth, man, music's a young sport. It is, man. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? These kids are amazing at making beats now. Like I'm like, damn, they making up. My shit sound kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like I got to figure out how to make my shit more special because these kids are 
13 years old making the hardest shit. What is like uh, the secret to your run being as long as it's been and continuing? Because there are, as like I said, there are people who have errors, but there are a lot of producers that will have like a two year spike and then they just go away. That's happened a lot. Like, what do you think has kind mm. of been the secret to your sauce for longevity? Just being grateful. Um, God, you know what I mean? And just like building a sustainable brand that's like here to last. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like I like, I just think I had, I had my little run, but like, I'm still like pumping shit out. You know what I'm saying? So just got to stay grateful, stay down, keep working, stay focused, you know? But, um, and I think a lot of it's just timing, you know, like coming out of, like I started to like get, build my brand during the end of the mixtape era. Mm -hmm. And at the, and then I had my run in like the very beginning of streaming. Streaming. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Two different eras for sure. Two it was like the Dat Piff era all the way up to Man, the streaming. I shit. was always on live mixtapes, Dat Piff, SoundCloud, everything. all that shit. SoundCloud. You know what I mean? I still use the Dat Piff app for, for certain shit. I can't get on the DSPs. It's like the only place I can listen to it. And like, I even caught like the SoundCloud era, like when it was like at its peak too, like even butterfly effect like i remember when that was a st straight to soundcloud travis dropped a three pack I, I remember he dropped all three i'm like damn i don't know these other songs are fired too the next day butterfly effect had like 14 million plays on on uh soundcloud in one day and they were like yo this single push it like it was just like from there pushed it un unmixed straight to radio everything i remember like, i remember crazy. when that happened that record was like crazy i've never seen some shit like i think out of my whole career like that record, like the first day, was like the craziest shit. Like, yeah, and it still researches really well because we still play the fuck out of it in L.A. on the radio. Like, yeah, that song, crazy. that song was a and serious thing, hit. And the thing is, too, with that record, I feel like it didn't do as good on radio or like the chart wise as it should because it was such like a cultural song for like shows and like mm. live performance. You know what I mean? Hey, we got to stop the podcast, man, real quick. Appreciate y'all for watching. Uh, really mean mean it. Subscribe, like, leave a comment, even if you're one of those dickheads who leaves a comment. Yo, why are you always interrupting the guests? Because it's my fucking podcast. And I don't know. I like to talk, too. <laughs> anyway, hey, shout out to Odd Socks, man. They've been our sponsor from day one. We go hard for Odd Socks always, man. Literally go hard for my wife, and I go hard for Odd Socks. In different and same kinds of ways. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes I go hard in odd socks. They do make boxers. You feel me? Anyway, um, listen. They got the ill licenses. They got the Breaking Bad. They got the WWE. They got Mountain Dew. They got fucking Swedish Fish. Fucking Kool-Aid. Uh, Pez, you know. Cheech and Chong. What are you into? The Odd Socks Basics are the boys, though. That's my favorite. You know, you get yourself a nice pair of just basics. They're comfy. It's like walking on clouds. All right? So you can save 20% off if you go to oddsocksofficial.com. Use the promo code BOOTLEGKEV. That's one word, BOOTLEGKEV, all together at checkout, 20% off oddsocksofficial.com. Go show some love, and let's get back to the interview. You know, I um I think of, like, uh, certain producers' beats, like, uh, when, when we think of like just blaze like exhibit c is like his like magnum opus like like what's your in your opinion your favorite or your best beat that you've ever made that like not the biggest but just the one beat that you're like this shit is so crazy if you take the rappers off this shit is just a um, banger <clears throat> buzzing by party next door and Lil yachty i feel like that beat is just crazy the bounce and everything about that beat is so different and it's just so hard 
But if we're talking like big beats too, like I think motorsport, man, that beat just smacks. Mm. Like I don't know what I did. I think I had the kick way too loud, and then they, when they mixed it, but that shit knocks in the club. Yeah, motorsport uh, was a, a, a crazy moment. Only time we've heard Nicki and Cardi on a record together. Crazy. When you when you did that record, did the Migos lay it? Like, did you have any idea that that was going to be the plan to like put them two on the on the song or even? Um, nah. So I made the beat in Toronto. I made that shit on like a little ass speaker, man, like this big in my boy's condo. I sent it to a couple artists. Then I ended up pulling up on the Migos in um, New York at Quad, and I pulled up that beat, and we, me and Quavo made Motorsport right there. And then I think like a couple months later, he told me, like, he's like, yeah, I got Cardi and Nicki. I'm like, man, you're crazy, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But out of anybody that could have did that, he did it. You know what I'm saying? So he did do it. He did that shit. And that I, shit was that crazy. probably never is going to happen again. That shit was crazy. That was a uh, that was a moment. Yeah, real shit. That was a fucking moment for sure. What is um like now that you obviously are working on your new album? Are you gonna be uh? Are are we just doing singles? Are we doing a project? Uh, I'm definitely trying to gear up for a project, but I definitely want to keep just dropping singles, and I definitely want to like showcase like new talent too. You know what I'm saying? Because I dropped one project ever. It was um, 2016, I dropped Keep God First. It was mm -hmm. a mixtape. And, like, I had, like, a lot of people on there before they were really big. Like, like I had, like, solo offset songs on there before Bad and Bougie. I had, like, Playboy Cardi on there before. He he really popped off. Like, everyone was kind of, like, you know what I'm saying? Had some people from, kids from Toronto on there right. before they popped off. So I feel like it's important as a producer to drop a project and, like, put people on like give them you're, you're using your platform you know what i'm saying so with this with the new music you want to make sure you're also i mean you did that with shorty shorty i feel like because yeah. i feel like shorty shorty i mean obviously betua was a gold or platinum record yeah like, he was already doing his thing i still feel like he kind of is you know it was a it was it was dope to see him collaborate with you because i knew it would bring new eyes to what he does yeah and who, i feel like it worked out perfect so you know who are some of the new artists that you're like really you know, because you got a great ear that you're really fucking with that, like, you know, you, you kind of feel like you're in a similar space that you were in 2016 to kind of put them on um, or help at least. There's this kid, Doovie, in Toronto, super fire. He's like, he's probably next up in Canada. Shout out to Doovie. He's dope. Um, definitely like no cap, you know what I'm saying? I fuck with him. There's a, there's like so many people, you know what I'm saying? So we just got to see who, who I work with. What I appreciate about you is that, at least not to my knowledge, you haven't done the low hanging fruit EDM shit yet. What is that? Just EDM, like, like a murder beats, like fucking fist pump Vegas anthem that like, <laughs> like I feel like, you know, you know what I mean, right? Yeah. Like, because like, no, now I that ain't. you're DJing, I'm sure it's like you you might get the itch to be like, man, I need one of these. Because you know all the I EDM DJs, like, all, the all the EDM the DJs, DJs are stealing from hip hop shit. All, all the EDM the, guys are making rap records now. I fuck with a lot of the, the DJs though. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to all the DJs. No, they're man. all cool, but they're still they're still all making rap records. It's just hard for me because like I'm like a hip hop DJ, so it's like I'm not even playing like EDM and shit at my shows. Do you feel some type of way when you see some of these EDM guys like making rap records? You're like, well, you're just kind of like this is not what you do. Like, not really. I don't know. It is what it is. Music is music. At the end of the day, that's fair. It only it, it only matters who does it better, right? That is true. That is true. Whoever does it better, pretty much. So. And hey, I will give I'll give I gotta give props to Skrillex because Skrillex is a fucking beast of a producer. He is a beast of a producer. I've been in the studio with him a couple of times. He's a monster. Yeah, he'd be playing guitar, a bunch of shit. He could do all kinds of shit. Um what about like uh placement wise? Like, do you got any big records coming? Uh, I got some shit coming. Some shit coming? I, I'm not gonna lie, my next single I'm really excited about. I'm about to drop some shit. When is that coming? Some shit. Uh probably soon. 
How many artists are on there with you? Uh, three. Can I try to guess? Uh, <laughs> if I guess correctly, will you confirm? Um, I don't. I don't know. You can guess though. I don't know. Give me one city from one of the artists. Ah, uh, Earth. Earth. Come on, man. I don't know. Is obviously Atlanta? Maybe. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. This guy said could be. <laughs> I'm going to let you break it, though. Have you... Um, that would be crazy. I'm have you ever worked you. with Kanye? Uh, we worked on... I worked with Kanye on some of the 6 9 shit. Like early. Oh, when he was doing this, yeah. the, the... And what uh, What was I that? Six, the 6 9 records he put out. Never uh, really... I'm trying to remember the, the, yeah. the songs. Uh, I did both of them. The Kango one. Kango. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yep, then the, yep. uh, the Mama one or some shit. Was Would it? you work with 6 9 again? I don't know. No, I don't know. Probably not. Uh, it's got to make sense, right? Yeah, I don't know. It's got to, you know what I'm saying? I mean, him and NBA Youngboy apparently got a fucking five records together, which is. That's, that's probably pretty crazy. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's lit. What about Youngboy? Would you work with Youngboy? I already do work with Youngboy. Like, what's what's his his thing, man? Because I feel like he's. I feel like he's a super talented. He's super talented, but yeah, I, also, I just feel like he might be a little misunderstood. He's very, like, uh, he's just kind of on an island yeah. in hip hop. He's he's dope though. He's a dope artist. You know what I'm saying? No one can take that from him. Oh, hundred percent. No, he's incredible. Yeah. I just feel like, you know, he's just like I've never seen someone just on an island and they just don't give a fuck about anything else he's going just on. In his own world, kind of doing his own thing. It's pretty wild. Yeah. But it's it's working for him too. It is working. It is working. Uh any new Migo shit coming that you're a part of? It's coming. It's coming. Migos are always working. You know, love the, the yo the, the the last Migos album was super crazy. Yeah, I'm happy they got somehow got slept on as well. I don't think the new Migos album that came out last year got as much love as it should have because it was fucking amazing. I feel like it just took a long time to get it out, but finally it came out and like I feel like it it did what it did. You know what I'm saying? Like they had their shit on there. I feel like everyone who listened to it was like it was a solid album. You know, and that's 100%. what matters at the end of the day. Well, the song is going crazy. Uh, one shot with uh, yeah. shout out to Wale, shout out to Blast. Are you going to be tapping in with any other LA guys? Um, hundred percent. Because Blast is the is obviously the hottest, right? But there's 100%. so much talent in LA. There's a lot of talent in LA. I feel like LA is kind of like Toronto in a way where there's there's like a lot of underground so much artists. You know what I'm saying? And they just got to figure out how to like any LA guys who you kind of got your eye on that you're just fucking with their music as like on some fan shit. Um. There's a couple. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, there's some. There's some. Yeah. Okay. Well, there it is, man. Well, listen. Uh, the song is crazy. Looking forward to more singles this year. Yes, sir. The next single's coming soon with three artists from Earth. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Be on the lookout for those. Uh, any? <laughs> are you? I mean, are you dabbling into the NFT shit at all? Hell yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? The wallet is looking crazy. What? A, like uh. I I'm fully tapped in with like cryptocurrency and I have my own crypto shit going. That's good, like man. The NFT world, I still haven't touched because I'm afraid. Like, I just feel like there's so much bullshit going on. No, for sure. Like a lot of his rug pulls, um, nine one percent of it is like will last. So just like make sure you. When get, you say get, rug pull, what does that mean? It's just like a lot of it. Just people are just trying to make money. You know, quick what I'm nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Rug pull. Uh, yeah, pull the yeah. now that I got your money, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, but you've been pretty heavy in the crypto for a while. I've been I've been heavy in the crypto for like the last couple of years. So when Bitcoin was at like nine thousand, well, shit. Even though it took a shit, now it's still it's, a, it's gonna go right back up. Real did you shit. buy? Do you buy more when the dip happens? Yes, I buy the dip. 
Not every dip Cause it's like this Cause it's a pretty big fucking dip That just happened Yeah Like it was funny So like it was dipping And like I bought some And then it, and it dipped kept going like, Fuck I'm like what So I do I buy more now But now it's, it's going back up So Yeah it's always like When the dip happens You always don't know When you the, the, the floor is hit The thing is Is like once you start To pay attention to the crypto And you You kind of like You can kind of like Understand like What's happening mm. in, in the market You know what I'm saying Like you can kind of be like Alright cool Like once you hit a dip Everyone's like freaking out Selling Did it Did you buy shit. Dogecoin I did buy Dogecoin. I lost some money on Dogecoin. <laughs> Fuck those, man. Fuck. What's been like the your best altcoin that you've invested in that you made some money on? Uh Fuck the altcoins, man. Um, I don't know. I'm just like heavy into crypt, uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum. Ethereum. Ethereum's the one, man, I think. Ethereum is the one. Because everyone's using Ethereum Both to buy those, NFTs. And man. I feel like Ethereum, at least like practicability, like, like, like people actually use it in the meta universe like it feels like the yeah, currency like, people buy stuff with yeah no for sure and you know what i'm saying i i know that like in the future like yeah people are going to be using like you're going to be using bitcoin to buy things in stores and shit i saw like microsoft's going to be using ethereum in a couple mm -hmm. years so like when you're online you're, it's like it's just gonna get crazy man i just want people to like get hip and like educate like you know people like to hate on what they don't understand and that i feel like that's a problem in the world and in society People just have to educate, learn. You can go on YouTube, watch a two-minute video on crypto and learn a little bit. And I feel like if once you buy something and you just start to understand it, it's like addicting. It's like fun. You know what I mean? No, crypto, it's cool. It's like a fun, I mean, like, look, and plus there's, I made some great money off of uh, Ripple. Shout out to Ripple, that XRP. Yeah. And then it's like, it's a whole different community you can get involved in. And then there's parties for have those they, communities. Oh, I heard the parties are crazy. And have you then, been booked at any of those parties to yes, DJ? Yes, they're lit, man. Best money? Fun people. Everybody just wants to make money with you or make you some money. And they're trying to get you to start your own Murder Beats coin? Oh, they're trying to make us start everything. The, the, Metaverse, everything. Yeah, like, like, have you rolled out your own? Because, you know, I've seen a... I'm trying to think of the producer. Uh, Illmind be doing yeah. NFT shit. Shout out Illmind, man. He be he be doing his thing. Illmind is a he's hustler. Like, he getting money. The thing about Illmind is like he's at the forefront of like doing shit. Like he's he's got his own coin. Yeah, he's, he's got a, some. Uh, I think it's a Bitcoin or something that yeah, I don't that know. He's killing dumb. it for sure. Being in Canada, like a uh, lot of cool things going on in Canada. Shrooms are legal. Uh, I just saw that they actually just like said something yesterday about. They like made it legal and like more legal or some shit. I don't know. Out here? No, in, in Canada. Oh, I heard that you could just shrooms are just legal out there. Maybe I'm wrong. Psilocybin is maybe it is, is open opened up out there. Shit, I don't know. I'm, I'm American now, man. You know, you're American now. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Is it kind of weird, like uh, being being from Canada and like seeing like uh, just how divisive and crazy America has been since you've been here? Yeah, America's pretty crazy. It's just but like Canada's a, crazy too, though. Well, yeah, they got like the truck they, shit going on. They got there their right own. Now. They got so much shit going on over there too. It's like, man, Canada's fucking crazy too in its own way. Yeah, the world's just fucking. Crazy, well, at least man. you guys get free healthcare. Yeah, I don't get it no more because I don't spend. So if you time. break your leg, you don't go back home and just. Nah, nah, you just gotta handle. I spend it. too much time over here, so it's like. So they're oh, like, man, fuck, fuck you. you. You're yeah. American now. Yeah, they're like, fuck. Wow, off, that's some bullshit. They, you should just be can Canadian for life. Some fucking bullshit, man. Shout out to Canada. It's man. crazy though. So like, when I first started coming to America. And I would tell people, like, we're from Canada, like, blah, blah, blah. People didn't give a fuck. But then when Drake started calling it the six and all that movement started happening, mm. people were like, oh, wait, y'all from the six? It was, like, different. Then people were, like, fucking with us extra heavy just because we're Canadian. You know what I mean? No, Canada, something in the water in Canada the last 10 years, it's just y'all ran music. It's like Justin Bieber, we The Weeknd, you, best artists, Drake. producers, songwriters. 
No, it's crazy. And the, you know what's another cool thing about Canada is it's almost like a bunch of like countries within one country because there's like parts of Canada where everyone speaks French, mm-hmm. like Montreal and all that shit. Yeah, there's parts that are like always snow and like no one can live on. They're like there's igloos and shit. And then there's like Vancouver and Vancouver's just Nardwar's lit. there interviewing everybody. And yeah, <laughs> Nardwar's good too. Have you done the Nardwar interview? Nah, yet? I need my interview. Yo, Nardwar, sweetest guy ever. The ripest human being I've ever met. <laughs> I've met him four times, and every time I've been around Nardwar, he's been extremely ripe. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, I'm like, you know what? He smells like I, how I thought he would smell. That would be fair. That's cool. Yeah, he did not disappoint. You know when you meet, like, a famous person, and they disappoint you? Yeah. Nardwar did not disappoint. It happens a lot. It does. It does, man. It's because you listen to people's music. And you, you think you know that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? There it is, man. Well, listen, appreciate you pulling up. Appreciate uh, you, man. One shot, go run it up. The video's out. Yes, sir. Uh, new music coming soon. Yes, sir. Come on, man. Go tap in, man. Murder Beats. Boom. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com.